Casinos in Space by Howard Berenbaum. Copyright 2019 by Howard Berenbaum slash CyberTimes LLC. All rights reserved. Chapter 10. Chaos. The Las Vegas guidance system reacted to the massive explosion that occurred in the MGM Grand Casino dining room. The ship abruptly listed 90 degrees from its course and the artificial gravity failed. Everyone and everything not bolted down began to float and fling around as zero gravity took over. Debris filled the air. People were injured as they hurtled into walls, ceilings, floors, buildings, and other passengers. It was pure panic, with screaming, injured and bleeding passengers floating aimlessly on all levels, thousands surrealistically roaming the interior like human bubbles emitted from a giant bubble-making machine. Up and down direction no longer existed. It was pure chaos. People who were hesitant to travel because of the possibility of space sickness were living their worst first cruise nightmare, many with gut-wrenching pains in their abdomen from the rough rolling movements without artificial gravity. Projectile vomit and the acrid smell of sickness was everywhere and difficult to avoid. People were vomiting from their cabin balconies on every level and the air was clouded with yellow and white debris. Passengers, may I have your attention? This is Captain West. His voice boomed through every nook and cranny of the ship. Please do not panic. The Las Vegas is not permanently damaged, and we expect to regain control shortly. You are not in any immediate danger. Our first priority is to repair our artificial gravity. It is very important for all of you to make your way back to your rooms or somewhere below, and stay there. If you are at any upper levels when the gravity is restored, you may fall to your death. Please, and I mean, please make your way to safety immediately. If you cannot get back to your rooms, get to a lower level and do not move from that spot. Once we repair the gravity, we will make an announcement prior to its activation. Again, I repeat, for your safety, it is very important for all passengers to return to their rooms or seek safety at our lower levels. We estimate approximately one hour for repairs to be completed. And I repeat, we will make an announcement before reactivating the gravity. We are now investigating the cause of the explosion, Captain West continued. If you are injured, please report to our infirmary. We are completely staffed to help anyone in need. Need. Sorry for any inconvenience this may have caused you. Thank you for your patience. As the engineers on the bridge were feverishly working on repairing the ship, Captain West worried that some passengers would be mortally injured when the gravity was restored, but he accepted that reality. Hundreds of passengers who were floating above the strip near the plexiglass dome attempted to descend to tops of the high-rise hotels below. Some pushed off from the dome and accelerated like human projectiles to the street below, while others stayed suspended for a while to gaze at the starlight and vastness of the universe above. Those already safely inside their hotel had an easier time getting to their rooms. The lobby offered various stationary fixtures allowing passengers to pull their way to safety. An hour swiftly passed, and on schedule, Captain West announced a 15-minute warning for artificial gravity to be restored. People, who were still at an upper level and in danger of falling, scrambled to safety below. Those individuals still perched on the plexiglass dome mesmerized by the beauty above, started to move. Then, one by one, 
bodies with arms and legs in motion shot down to the street below, and enjoying their zero-gravity experience. The time limit was up. We are now switching on our artificial gravity, Captain West announced, his voice echoed throughout the ship. Lights flickered momentarily, and then everyone and everything in free fall started falling, fortunately, most managed to find a safe and secure location. Unfortunately, any debris that floated now crashed to the street or floor below. On the bridge, Barry Cohen and Mark Simonson helped Captain West and the crew with final adjustments to the navigation system, which was disrupted by the explosion. Cap Captain West, the navigator announced, our course is off by 15 degrees. I am now making the corrections. Thank you, sir, Captain West replied. Please report on our AG system. Working, the navigator said as he quickly clicked the keys on this terminal. Artificial gravity is now functioning at 90%, sir. Almost normal. Excellent. Passengers won't notice the difference. He turned to the central control cubicle opposite the navigator station. I need a casualty report, Mr. Freep. I am sorry to say, sir, we have 35 dead, Freep replied. Most were killed instantly from the explosion. We have 10 dead from falling when the AG was restored. Captain West looked irritated. I warned the passengers. It's unfortunate. Then, without warning, a second explosion rocked the Las Vegas causing the artificial gravity to fail again, and the ship tumbled off course. Blood and body parts splattered the lobby, mixing with the red and black carpeting and matching upholstery. The ship with all its passengers went into free fall again. What is happening? Captain West shouted to his crew as the Las Vegas started rotating and then gyrated out of control. Captain, Freep said. We had an explosion at the dunes. Without hesitation the captain said, Freep, send security, and I want a casualty assessment ASAP. Mr. Freep made a short phone call and said, Captain, security at the dunes estimates approximately 90 injured, with at least half of those passengers dead or dying. Captain West regained his composure and said, We have to scour the ship and find the perpetrators of these horrific acts. Let's get this ship on course and repaired, he ordered. Yes sir, the crew said simultaneously. It took several hours for the crew to repair the damage caused by the second explosion, and to care for the dead and wounded. Fortunately, when the second explosion jolted the Las Vegas, most passengers were safe and secure. Only a small number who disobeyed the captain's orders were in danger again. Captain West entered the conference room adjacent to the bridge, deep in thought, and considering his next move. He opened a communication channel to the bridge and said, Mr. Freep, do we have any video at the dunes and MGM just prior to the blasts? I'll check, sir, Freep responded. After some typing at his terminal he called out, Yes, sir, we do. Good. Please transfer that to the conference room and come on by. We'll take a look. Done, Freep said. I'm on my way. When Mr. Freep entered the conference room and sat down, Captain West began previewing the digital videos, transferred and now accessible from the conference room terminal. Captain, before we begin, I want to tell you that engineering will be re-enabling the AG. Thank you for the notice, Mr. Freep. Let's hope this will be the end of the calamity 
and the beginning of some normalcy. He looked tired and worn from the developing calamity. They reviewed the video over and over again. Do you see him? Captain West asked. He started the video, 60 seconds prior to the explosion, at the entrance to the MGM Grand Casino. People were moving in and out of the casino entrance. See who? Freep said. That dark-haired individual walking out. He keeps looking back. I don't see anything unusual, Freep said. He's trembling, Captain West said. Look at his right hand. Freep moved closer to the large LED display and said, Why, yes, you're right. He is shaking. Who is he? Captain West asked. I don't have a clue, Freep said. But let's have the computer match this photo to our passenger ID database. It shouldn't take long to find this guy. Captain West repeated the video several more times, concentrating on their dark-haired suspect leaving the MGM. He then pressed a button on his computer terminal and made a call. Mr. Conrad, can you ask Dr. Cohen and Dr. Simonson to re report to the bridge? Yes, sir, Conrad said, his voice booming through the communicator. Minutes later, Cohen and Simonson appeared at the conference room entrance, and they heard, Please come in, gentlemen. I want your help solving these bombings, and I have a suspect on video at the entrance to the MGM prior to the first explosion. The LED display flashed and flickered for just a moment, and then the entrance of the MGM casino appeared, the huge slot machine appeared in the background. At the right moment, he clicked a button to pause the video. Does this gentleman look familiar? A dark-haired man was visible in the center of the screen. Then Mr. Freep entered the room with a printout in his hand, but Barry Cohen spoke first. Why, yes, that's Martin Landry. But, I don't think he had anything to do with this explosion. He's too quiet, and keeps to himself. We met him when we first arrived. Actually, he clumsily collided with Paul Erickson in the Luxor Casino, and since then, we've been somewhat friendly. He is definitely an introvert, somewhat self-conscious, and a bit nervous, but not the kind person that could set off a bomb to kill people, I think. But I could be wrong. If he is the one, you have been deceived, Captain West said, then accepting the printout from Mr. Freep. Thank you Mr. Freep. I see that the image of the man at the MGM, before the first explosion matches Martin Landry. We shall see when we find him. In the meantime, I have the authority to detain and question anyone I may suspect of involvement in these criminal acts on our ship. He looked to Mr. Freep. Please lead a team to search for Mr. Landry, starting in his cabin. I'm on my way, Freep replied.